Hey, this is Daniel from Markers on the Map, and on this slow news week, Robert and I have played a ton of games. So we're fearing the blood in Bloodborne, ascending in Gonfall, updating Rainbow Six Siege, getting upset by Just Cause 4, embracing Hot Pursuit Remastered, reliving Spider-Man Remastered, and having tons of fun with Worms Rumble. That's a lot of games for one week. Don't forget to check us out and follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. gotta look ahead to the future okay it's been a crazy year but i think we need to look ahead to the future so next year um super nintendo world is opening in universal uh, studios japan now this looks like a dream come true you've seen it right i've seen photos of it and i'm jealous so there's like a like a real world mushroom kingdom that you can go around and i heard there was some kind of like I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but some sort of, like, wristband AR or, like, interactive thing. I don't know. It looks like there's real-life Mario Kart and all kinds of fun little areas to explore. It's like really being in a Mario world. So I was thinking, I love Nintendo, but what if we had our own theme park for based on the show? Like, I think we could do one better, don't you? I mean, it's an attempt we can try, but do I believe we could do it? Most likely. Come on, yeah. this is Nintendo we're talking about. I mean, look, in our park, we could give everybody the true markers on the map experience. Uh, we could have a, a spinny ride where images of AAA gaming cliches are flashed in front of people's face for 15 minutes, and then they come out, and guess what they can do after that? They can go write their own Nintendo Direct rumors, because why not, right? Why not? You can go have the full markers on the map experience. You could start with the news, and then you could go play some games. You like them or you love them, and sometimes you don't like them, and sometimes you might hate them, but we try not to. But We, we could have main mission um, stands at every corner in case you get hungry or parched. You could get a, a stat boost drink. You know, I, th- I, think, I think we're on to something. Not only will we have the, the main missions here, here and there, but we can also have maybe a little kids meal you know uh-huh. with a a, a uh-huh. light main mission with some additional free nuggets on there <laughs> you know one daily refill for your soft drink of your choice or you could buy the collector's edition cup and get free refills for the entire trip mm. see no i didn't think of that to borrow to borrow the concept from another theme park see i think we're gaining on nintendo here with with our theme park idea so let's let's let this simmer for a second and see how long it or see where it takes us in the future. But like I said, it's December, Christmas season. Gonna have some wintry goodness for you guys coming up here. Um, and then towards the end of the month, we're going to be talking about one of the. Well, I'll bring it up towards the end of the month. <laughs> yeah. So again, this is a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, a gaming adventure. My name's Daniel. I'm here with my co-host Robert. And how have you been this week? Uh, I've been doing pretty great, you know, uh, that everything's still going is just how normal can you really get, but you know, there's always something to look forward to. 
Yeah, there's always something on the horizon. Although, I don't think we're getting our Super Nintendo World anytime soon. So, Well, hopefully we get one here in America. They yeah. destroy another historical move set. Because didn't they destroy like, the original Psycho House to build like the Harry Potter World? I'm not sure, but... I swore. Or is it Phantom of the Opera? It's one of those. I think it's Phantom of the Opera. Oh, no. <laughs> um, there, there's stuff to look forward to, though. Um, so let's start with some news. Uh, Fall Guys Season 3 is going to be winter-themed. And there's little snowman costumes and new little penguin enemies, I guess. Um, they showed it on the Twitter the other day. They haven't gotten the trailer as far as I can tell, but I'm excited for fall guys to be more on theme with the actual season this time i don't know about you i've not seen the new trailer i've not been interested for a while i'm only really play fall guys like i said when it's with friends and we haven't really played that oh yeah because borderlands and then there's so many other games that we have to get through that fall guys is like pretty low on the list to play yeah i i am trying to reach level 27 on the medieval pass i'm like two levels away so i can get the bronze skin the thing i always liked about fall guys was that the, there's something to chase after and it's usually not that high in the the battle pass or whatever but i'm dreading the day when i really want something at like level 37 or 38 on that battle pass because i can play this for a duration but i have the most fun when i'm playing with like you or you know, my sister or whatever when we play Fall Guys. But um, yeah. I'm, I'm very concerned because the Cajun Fries costume that I've been talking about, I think, since the first episode of this podcast has not been released yet. See, now, if I recall, you said there's... You've been checking every day. And yeah, I check every day. I, I asked you, I think, the other day. I was like, have you been checking? You said, yes, you've been checking every single day. But there was one day that you didn't check. Did I miss it? maybe no because i feel like if you would have missed it you would have seen other people with it i feel like it oh, hasn't yeah. it hasn't passed yet so it's like where are the cajun fries they've said that it was going to be since since like the first season yeah there was like a well it was like the first season like there was a trailer like halfway through that showed it this is like my biggest concern with fall guys the fact that i don't have this costume yet and i don't even know why i'm so attached to this costume i just think it looks cool maybe because the fry box is green and I, my green is my favorite color. But, you know, I just want it, man. I'm about to tweet the Fall Guys Twitter account. Like, come on, guys. I check every day. Where's the Cajun fries? I mean, maybe they forgot. And then they'll probably be like, oh, dang. We forgot the Cajun fries. I feel like we'll get Christmas fries at this point before we get Cajun fries. Get, uh, <laughs> instead of fries or candy canes. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be a candy cane costume. I think they're teasing a Doom costume as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, they had some sort of silhouette, and it looks like Doom. Now, it could be anything. I want it to be the Mandalorian, but I think it'll be Doom. What if it's Duke Nukem? Uh, then that's ten crowns more in my uh, reserves that I don't have to spend. <laughs> of my one crown I currently have, because I spent some crowns. So, speaking of Doom, Doom Eternal's finally going to come to the Switch next week with a canceled physical release and a digital-only release. Um, kind of bites for the physical collectors, but I elected to get Doom Eternal on the PS4. But um, the trailer shows the game running pretty well on the Switch. It's still surprising the Switch can run certain games at... I guess the frames, you expect it to be like 20 frames, but it's a solid 30 most of the time. Yeah, I'm forgetting who did the port for um, Doom 
2016 on the Switch. It might have been Panic Button. Mm -hmm. But they did such a good job because I played the PS4 version a couple years back and then, well, a a few more than a couple years back and then a couple years back I played the Switch version of Doom 2016. And it did run at 30, but the graphics still looked like Doom. The movement was still fluid. Everything felt good. So I think they did a real good uh, good job uh, porting it. I think they did Warframe on the Switch 2 as well. But I could be wrong about that. But whoever did the port of Doom was very competent. I mean, I feel like the Switch is probably Nintendo's best console ever made. Yeah. There's the, no, no console that can compete with it. No, absolutely not. And and to be honest, the only thing that's missing for me on the Switch right now is the frame rate for certain things because I don't like we always talk about it, it's frame rate over graphics or resolution really. Yeah. So there's that. And now, my friend, it must be a dark time because I have Fortnite news. Oh. I don't play Fortnite. Well, you don't play like battle royales in general, like at all. Yeah. And and I get it because I hate them too. Because I just, yeah. I never got into them. But, Robert, they put the Mandalorian and Grogu in Fortnite, and it looks really cool. I, something I can appreciate about Fortnite, even though I don't play it and I have no interest in playing it, even now, um, is that the character renders for their crossovers and crossover costumes look really cool. The Marvel costumes all looked really nice, and kind of I kind of wish the Avengers game itself was looked more like that. It kind of looks more similar to Ultimate Alliance 3, but this Mandalorian um, costume and, and your, uh, you know, your Baby Yoda uh, little pet that flies around with him, it looks like they put a lot of effort into making this character model. Um, Kratos is coming as well, I guess. I guess, the, I think that one was a leak. I think it was like Master Chief and Kratos, but supposed those are leaks. Uh, so who does Nintendo get for theirs? Uh, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong? Kong? You were thinking the exact same thing. I was gonna say Donkey Kong. Uh, I think I think Samus would make more sense. Yeah, Samus would make a lot of sense. Like, yeah, who really would they put in a battle royale genre like that? Other than Samus, I mean, who else? Star Fox. Mm, he's too small. I think they have to have a certain height. Because imagine uh-huh. if you just played Baby Yoda or something, and he's like mm-hmm. a couple feet tall. He's like two, three feet tall. He's just a little like. I guess you have, like, little pets in Fortnite. I don't know. He floats around with the Mandalorian, supposedly. I I haven't seen any gameplay. I just really think the render looks awesome. And I know they've done Star Wars stuff in Fortnite before and tied it in with, you know, Episode Nine and all that and had, like, lightsabers and TIE fighters and X-Wings and all that or whatever. But, you know, I'm still not interested in playing the game. I I can't stand Battle Royales. It's Battle Royales. I just never got into them. As opposed to Battle Royales, there is a game announcement in a genre that we kind of like to play, which is fighting games. Um, have you ever played King of Fighters? No. Me neither. But they did announce <laughs> King of Fighters 15 um, this morning, and, you know, I've always been interested. We know the characters from King of Fighters, you know, it's the, the characters are recognizable, but um, just thought I'd throw that in, that they announced the 15th installment, and not many games make it to a 15th installment, let alone... Let's see, Mortal Kombat is at 11, right? It's at 11. Street Fighter's barely on, like, its fifth and... Quote-unquote fifth, but I mean... Well, you yeah, have, like, Street Alpha. Fighter has many incarnations. Um, Tekken's yeah. on seven. Yeah. Uh, KI only had, like, three. Maybe, yeah. Like, four. It says, like, four, I think. But, you know, things like KI and Street Fighter Five are, like, live services where 
they don't need to make a sequel. So King of Fighters usually just elects to make a, a sequel, although some of them have had DLCs. I've always been interested in this one, but I feel like King of Fighters is that fighting game that is one of the trickier ones to get into. One of the more... I feel like this is the combo-based one, from what I've heard, where you've really got to know your combos and stuff like that, but... It's, it's always interesting to see when new fighting games come out and seeing people react to it because they're all so different. Like, you might think, oh, a 2D fighter, it's like such and such, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. But all these fighting games have different systems. And King of Fighters is one that I've never tried, so I don't really know how the systems and tag outs work with that. I guess it's like 3v3, you choose characters. I, I don't really know. I've only been slightly interested. I just thought... In the future, we could do a fighting game episode, and I think that'd be real fun, because I think we've both played our fair share of fighting games. I'm still, to this day, and I was discussing this, the only thing that I wish was on PlayStation, the only two games ever, I'm like, dang it, I wish those were on uh, PlayStation, was Dead Rising 3, and most importantly, uh, KI. I'm really jealous of that new KI, because I'm like, I really like that game. And then that, I've played that at a friend's, and... Even then, it's like, yeah, these fighting game systems are all different. KI is a bit harder for me, I think. But for a genre where most of the time you're on a two-dimensional plane moving right to left, the fact that they're all able to kind of differentiate themselves, I thought, I think just, you know, from a player standpoint is pretty cool. Now, fighting games are hard, as we know, but I think we're competent. Yeah. I think we mentioned this before on the show, too, that we're, we're pretty competent at, like, Street Fighter. We played the original arcade machine at AX uh, last year. Oh, for KI? Yeah, we played the original arcade machine. Yeah, I remember getting my butt handed to me by you, and my hand was hurting from the stick. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to, what was it, we wanted to get on Marvel's Capcom, but, like, two guys just kept hogging the whole machine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so we played, like... Mortal Kombat 3 and, and KI, and I think, like, maybe another game, that was it. Yeah. It was fun, though. It was great. Yeah, fighting games. It's something, you know, you pick it up and you play it, and so... Every time a new one gets announced, I get a little excited because you can see the fan response, so... You know, fighting games, they're fun. But our first little week of December here is very light on news. But I have, in my hands, the latest and greatest Nintendo Direct rumor. Would you like to hear this latest and greatest Nintendo Direct rumor? I would love to hear this direct rumor. All right. Because I've personally been self playing some Overwatch and Siege here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're going to like this. Fire Emblem Shatter Soul. What was once missing on the Nintendo Switch arrives with intensity. A hero shooter that takes place in the world of Fire Emblem. Take control of all your favorite Fire Emblem characters from the 60 of them present in Smash Bros to the vast array of obscure characters from Fire Emblem Heroes and every other game in the saga. Wage war in quick-paced 5v5 battles where each person has an important role to play. Blast your foes with magic or use mighty weapons as Fire Emblem's signature weapon triangle comes into play during these tactical bouts where only one team can rise to the top. Forge a path to greatness with all your favorites like Tharja, Tiki, and over 200 playable characters. Wow. Create scenarios Fire Emblem Warriors could only dream of as we've got crossovers. Yes, you heard me right. Crossovers. With the Fire Emblem <laughs> Soul Shatter pre-order bonus DLC and season pass. 
fight against or alongside your favorites like Ike, Marth, or any of the other blue-haired swordsmen with characters from other games and shows like Bubsy, Glover, uh, Rocky Rodent, and Din Djarin. You know, the Mandalorian himself. Splat to glory with the Splatoon add-on pack featuring Pearl, Marina, Callie, Marie, and the rest of the zany cast of Splatoon. Take charge with the Nintendo map pack where new Mushroom Kingdom-based arenas challenge you and your Fire Emblem squad to contest with platforming obstacles mid-battle. So much potential, we need a whole season of DLC and characters. It's the hero shooter of your dreams, which is why we're throwing in Knights as a Day 1 edition bonus. Keep on the lookout for a trailer because Turok is rumored to be in the game. It's Fire Emblem Shatter Soul. Everyone is here. More than Smash Bros. And Knuckles. This rumor, like, they're already selling us DLC. They're already selling us season pass and crossover characters and map packs and all that. So I don't know how I feel with a game like this selling us DLC from the onset. Is that something a lot of games do? Uh, hopefully it's characters that you can unlock throughout the game, like, without having to pay for it like overwatch they just kind of throw them there and see if you can earn them by just playing the game but i maybe there's some cosmetics with included with the dlc characters that'll be a better selling maybe. point i don't know if nintendo does the whole live service thing so maybe this could maybe this rumor is for a game where either you buy the dlc and you get it or you just unlock it through natural progression which is cool as long as the natural progression of things isn't too grindy you know like some games i don't i don't know uh, from coming off of Siege and then Overwatch, I'm, I don't know, I really do like the 5v5 hero, uh, versus versus. I don't know mm-hmm. about you. I, I think you played right. Overwatch for a bit. A bit. But Siege, I'm really into, uh, we'll talk about that later with the whole new update. But, uh, I mean, this sounds like it has way more characters in Smash. I think Sakurai was part of this. I, I the the company name is scratched off on the paper. It's like purposely scratched off. Like the paper was handed to me with a scratched off company name. I think uh, a rumor has it that Reggie will be the announcer. <laughs> that would be cool. I would appreciate Reggie Fiza maybe being the announcer of a of a, a game like this. One minute remaining. And then uh, they'll have different cups, like in a Mario Kart. Cups now? Yeah, the cups. They'll have like different like quote unquote cups, but it's just different maps. I'm thinking this is going to be the greatest crossover game ever made. Why? Because it's got Turok, Knights, Bubsy, uh, Rocky Rodent. It's got Glover. I'm sure Gex will be there at some point. And 200 Fire Emblem characters, because there are. Don't doubt it. <laughs> I don't know, man. This rumor is a little ridiculous. Let's move on to some games. Oh, and it has Knuckles, so it's automatically going to be game of the year if, when this game, when slash if this game comes up so Knuckles. Let's move on to some games. You've been playing Bloodborne some more. Can we do our little Your Bloodborne update segment I was talking about? <laughs> yeah. I remember I killed the third optional boss. Or the, the second one, though, like yeah, Poison the Blood one. the Bloodstarved Beast. Yeah. Um, and you told me that people had, like, that one was very difficult for some people. Like, that one was really hard. Yeah, that one's tough. I think I defeated it on my, like, second try. See, sometimes power leveling like that really like benefits it makes it less of a hassle or a chore to have to fight something like sure you're making it easy but at the same time the option is there for you to make it easy i did it my second try and then i was confused i was like okay what now so i kind of backtracked and then i went to uh 
I went back to an, an old, an older area, and then uh, there's an enemy I never noticed before. A big old uh, tall guy that has a, a sack, and I call him Santa Claus. Because um, it's Christmas. Yeah, because it's uh, Christmas, it's December, and out of nowhere, he just uh, bashes his uh, sack over my head, and I, uh, and now I'm knocked out, and all of a sudden, a cutscene happens, and now I'm in a prison cell, and I'm like, okay, I'm guessing this is the new area, so I go out, and I'm searching, and I see another uh, Santa guy, and I'm just like, okay, maybe the first one was just hard, uh, just for me to get in this area, but... Once I start fighting them, because there's two of them, uh, they're two-shotting me. Uh, they're one hit, it's half my damage, and then, or half my health, and the other uh, shot is just uh, me going back to the Hunter's Dream. So, I find these enemies very difficult, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm stuck here, um, this is a very difficult area. But then I found out there's a, a lantern above the staircase, so I just, like, I'm going back. And I'm like, okay, maybe I have to farm a bit because i'm thinking these some really difficult enemies i have to maybe level up my weapon then got some information from a friend saying no there's a different door open and uh i went to the area that he was talking about saw that there was a door open that wasn't open before and then that's the area i'm supposed to go because i had to fight the actual real second boss oh vicar amelia yeah Vicar Amelia. Um, I remember the first time I was clearing the area and I opened the door, I was like, this has to be a boss fight. And then just yesterday, after we played our uh, Borderlands uh, session, I told you, hey, I need, like, I'm like, I'm kind of lost, so we're like, let's share play this. And then you told me, yeah, that's Victor Amelia. And then you beat it. First try. <laughs> yeah. First try, I had like 14 health potions yeah. and that's it. I saw your damage and your your heals, and I was like, you, you'd have to try at this point not to beat it. I, I remember when I did Vicar Amelia, I was not that high leveled because I didn't do any farming. Um, I actually had to co-op it with a friend because mm. I was get I was not doing any damage, and I was getting like one slash from Vicar Amelia took me down like three fourths of health. So there's the that this is the difference between you're farming early and you're not farming early is that you can mitigate some of the frustrations in a game like this um even though stats don't matter as much as i think personally as your weapon upgrades you having the upgraded weapon at that point is also a good thing so you could really play like something like bloodborne you can play it as you as you want to yeah i think you told me to farm just for a bit but i think i went like the extra mile and i overdid it so <laughs> now you're like, oh, what level are you? I'm like, uh, 49. And you're just like, I did Victor Meal when I was like level 10. I was like, oops, like, I think I overdid it a bit. <laughs> yeah, but no worries. Look, you did it solo, which is cool. And now you just, next you'll have to contest with Shadow of Yarnum. And that's, you know, three bosses in one. And that's a really frustrating part. But you know what? I think you can plat this game. I, I you... plat this game. You, you say that, game. but I've never played a Souls game. Like, this is my first, like, from software Yeah, it game. was my first, too. And I platted it. The really hard part is the Defiled Chalice, which is an optional dungeon you can do at the end of the game. Oh, man. <laughs> but I'm going to let you continue on with Bloodborne and uh, see what you think of the next couple bosses. Most importantly, the Shadow of Yarnum. Uh, so, I've been playing a game this week. I've been playing Godfall. Oh, that uh gearbox published game yeah gearbox published counterplay developed 
Uh, I know I brought it up a little last week, but I wasn't that far into it. Uh, this week, I beat the game, and I've been doing endgame content. And I gotta say, the this game, I really like it. I wish it had matchmaking, because I don't know anybody else who plays it online, and the endgame content is starting to get a little tough because i don't have a build yet but i'm max level and i'm running all orange items on so i really like how everything kind of feels like it's in synergy in this game while you're using one weapon another one's charging up you can switch to it send out a shockwave and then switch to a combo with that weapon all the weapons feel like they've got a lot of weight to them even the dual blades which strike really fast but you can like power them up and use this thing called inner focus and then do all sorts of crazy spins and stuff with them but there's the pole arm which has kind of a wind-up animation and st i mostly use the great sword because it hits the hardest i think and the what they call the northern technique your r1 special is really cool it your character will do like a spin swinging the great sword around and that's good for doing like thousands and thousands of damage to bosses when they're at this point you know every major boss has three or four checkpoints and i can only get to one of those checkpoints before i my character dies and i have to go start but at least it'll start you from the next checkpoint but godfall is this really satisfying beautiful game the loot is really good the rewards are good although i wish you could get more i wish it was like borderlands where you could get more oranges because i'm getting one per dreamstone is what they call them the little end game content so i finished what i thought was the final dreamstone and then i guess there's nine more now that are just the same nine except harder and then there's the tower of trials which is really what i want to get into here because it's a platinum blocker and you know me i like to complete my games especially if i pay full price for them yeah this ascended tower of trials you have to get through 50 floors it starts with a time trial while the elevator's going up and then you go out and you hit a survival trial and those are just fighting enemies time base fighting enemies tougher enemies i guess you could say outside with no time limit and then you get a reward so the problem is the one of the trophies and this is the only hard trophy is to get to the 50th floor of that and here i am max level all legendary gear and i cannot get past the second the first half of the second floor when the elevator is going up because the enemies just hit so hard i think that's probably like the worst thing about games we plat is when there's that one trophy that you're just like this is the plat blocker and this is going to take all effort to beat yeah it it reminds me a lot of like i don't like when games have this is a this could be a personal complaint but when the trophy list is easy and it has one trophy this ridiculous like I, I won't say double may cry 5 has an easy trophy list but it's got one where you have to beat it on like the hardest mode where the enemies are really aggressive and they die in one hit but you also die in one hit and then there's one where they're aggressive to the to the max and you die in one hit but they don't i believe and you have to beat the game like that or get s ranks on all that so it's like I, I don't like when games have a a weird trophy that's not similar to the rest like that um i also don't like if you're this is what i like about godfall you can play it on easy all this stuff i'm doing on easy and it's still really hard because it's meant for co-op if you have difficulty selections there shouldn't be any difficulty based trophies but that's just my opinion but uh godfall yeah i'm liking it i also remember we we love borderlands too but we do the one thing that you didn't like is the slag and how 
once you hit a certain point in the game and certain modes that you actually have to have a certain build for your yeah. character. And with three, it kind of gives you the freedom to, I mean, it's kind of there, but not really. Like you can just have the freedom to kind of play the way you want to. Yeah. True Vault in two was a little too based on a certain weapon and damage type for me to get into. Yeah. And I feel like Godfall is trying to make you have a certain build, which I know is something you just aren't a fan of. So it's going to probably be a very difficult trophy to obtain. Because yeah. I know you don't like the whole researching and trying to find out, oh, this weapon's good for this character, and you have to have this special ability with this special skill, with this one specific built uh, charm or something that has to be only dropped by this specific boss at this like specific like area. And I think the alternative to that, because of how Godfall is set up, is you could do the tower with any build you want, but don't get hit. Mm. Do the whole Dark Souls thing of, don't get hit and you'll be fine but you know for me that's like that level that high level of play for something that i was able to solo up until this point mostly on normal i only switched it down to easy at the end because i was getting really frustrated with some of the bosses but like it's such a step above the main game content this ascended tower of trials so it's like maybe in the future they will patch godfall for like animation canceling so you can dodge mid swing i i mean i get what they're going for these are heavy weapons the combat is monster hunter like in that you really have to commit to the swing but maybe they'll add canceling or you know being able to draw your shield without having it to without having to let go of another button and then pressing the shield button it's gotta it's it's a little it's hard to get used to but i'm used to it but yeah godfall Really good game. I'm having a lot of fun with it. I'm I'm really glad I bought it as my I bought that and Miles as my uh, launch title. So there's not going to be anything else for a while on PS5. So may as well have a couple of games. Godfall is probably one of those games where people are gonna be like, oh, that's just a launch title game that you'll forget after a certain amount of games come out. But even if it is that type of game, it's still a pretty good game. Yeah. Like. PS5 is probably one of the greatest launch ever for any console. Oh, I agree. And honestly, I hope Godfall gets a sequel in the future because they could do the whole Borderlands thing where this, the first one is like, well, Borderlands 1, I wouldn't say it's like serious, serious, but it's more serious than 2. Godfall is like, the like I said last week, the content of the story does not match the insane gaudiness i'm seeing on the screen the outlandish bright colors the story just doesn't match it so maybe they could do a godfall 2 with like a more comedic story but 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 then again that's just me (laughs) what else have you been playing this week i've been playing uh so siege dropped the new ps5 upgrade on the first uh so tuesday um so i i was there when it uh came out i had to do uh it wasn't at the store so i had a whole scenario where i had to go on my phone uh, with the app and then get it from there and what's funny is that it technically wasn't free it cost a penny but then they discounted me a penny so it was like you know in total zero dollars and zero cents mm-hmm. so i was like okay it, it's just a really funny thing that it, something actually cost a penny on the store and that was just the upgrade i put it on resolution uh because performance i would have it on performance and you're like obviously our whole thing is we put frames over you know resolution yeah, but it's 120, and just like how most people right now are still using 1080 TVs, even if you have a 4K TV, it probably won't hit the 120. 
Yeah, you gotta have a higher enough refresh rate. Yeah, unless you spend some really big boy bucks on it, like you know, in the thousands to buy a really uh, 4K TV that can hit the 120. Which you know, it's like I don't really want to put that much money on a TV, so I was like, I'll just stick with the 60 frames, and it's yeah. it's pretty nice in 4K. And look, 120 is cool, but the difference between 120 and 60 is not as big as the difference between 60 and 30. Yeah. Uh, I have a friend that actually does hit 120, and he says it's a slight difference, and it's you know it is noticeable, but it's just a very slight difference. It's like the jump from PS3 to PS4. It's like it is a slight difference, and you can tell there is a difference, but it's not that big of a difference. Yeah, where it wasn't really the whole like from two to three, where it's just like oh man, these graphics are getting great. More or less, it's like yeah, the frames are getting better, and I would want the 120, but. 4K 60 is kind of what I aim for around here now because that's what uh, I can output to. So yeah. if I can hit that standard, that's fine. With the PS5 version, they added the uh, the uh, control obviously has the haptic feedback. So it's cool. I like it, uh, haptic feedback. But when it comes to competitive games and even just in general like uh, FPS games, I kind of turn them off, yeah. including like Borderlands because you know it's like at some point it's going to get old and it kind of feels like because at first I thought my controller was broken, but then I realized, oh no, it's the feedback. So it's like, it really, when I was using, I think like the lob in Borderlands 3, it kept like resisting to the point where it felt like I was going to break it. Yeah. So. And people have broken their triggers. <laughs> oh, see, I haven't heard that. Yeah. I've read on some forums that people have broken their triggers in some cases. So I, I t- want to be careful. You, you can turn the intensity of the trigger effect down as well. Yeah. But, um, I think I turn off the intensity of the vibration. I think I put it to medium because when it's on standard strong, I feel like my hands are going like numb because the vibration is very intense. Mm-hmm. But, um, with the hectic feedback, I really like it with solo games. Cause it's like, you don't have to mash the aim and the, and the, or the L2 and R2 that much. Think games like Bucksnacks, I like it there. It's like, yeah, like it makes sense here. I don't have to mash these buttons a lot. But when it comes to games, especially like Siege, where I have to always use L2 and R2, uh, I turned it off. But uh, resolution's great. The coloring is great. You know, HDR, 4K. And and you just queue up so, so quick. Like, there's zero load time. You boot up the game, and you're right in the menu in less than, like, 10 seconds. And then you can get into a game, and then you're loaded up ready to go for the round to start way faster and i guess if you're i mean of course it'll take longer for cross-gen players but if you're in a a lobby with strictly uh next-gen players it should load instantly or just oh, yeah. about based on what i've seen from my experience with ps4 is it it used to take me a while to load up it was weird because it would be moments where I load up really quick and there'd be other moments where I would be the last one to load up and you don't want to be that guy, the last one to have everyone else wait for you to load up. But PS5, you load up very quick. There's like no load time at all. The only other thing about Siege 2 is not, it's not just the upgrade, it's the new season. So uh, Neon Dawn. Okay, so at least you're getting some new content. Yeah, they added and changed a lot to uh, some characters, but it's a long list, which, you know... I don't want to get to it. You should just kind of check it out for yourself if you're interested. If you're already playing the game and you have it, you could just obviously go check it out. But uh, Siege is a very hard game to sell because there's a learning curve. I learned that you can't jump in Siege yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With the share play. 
it's one of those games where you kind of have to stick with it and kind of play with it throughout the years and eventually well, not throughout the years but throughout the weeks and months and eventually you'll get the hang of it yeah it seems like the people who really love it really love it it's gotten a lot of good support too oh yeah like we always say it's not an annualized franchise like a few other shooters <laughs> oh yeah this game's like it's on its sixth year so it's the end of its fifth year it's going on its six all right few other things we got this week um i'll get the disappointing one out of the way first so i downloaded just cause 4 and if you remember when we were talking about ps plus games last week i was really excited for this because i really i didn't beat the third one but i really enjoyed it well so in just cause 4 you don't have the thing where you go to the outposts or the bases and destroy the things to like liberate them or whatever like the aspect of it is there but it's like the mission i did you had to go like rescue other people and like escort them out of the base and your destruction only makes it so that you can go into your menu your map and deploy units everywhere i'm like isn't he supposed to be a one-man army in just cause three you could fly anywhere and blow up a base as long as you were blasting and throwing grenades at everything that was red that you could possibly find you were getting you were advancing the game you were liberating your outpost you were creating new points to go to or fast travel or whatever and this it's replaced by some kind of menu based like deploy the army here rescue these people do a mission here and i just i'm like that's not fun no (laughs) i was like i thought this was going to be like a better version of just cause 3 and it feels like a completely different game and i played the first couple of story missions and one is like or one or two of them you're on like a truck you're standing on top of a truck and you're shooting enemies and you run out of ammo so fast i don't remember the third one having this problem where you run out of ammo all the time so i was I uninstalled it because I was a little let down by, you know, this whole, like, I'm not playing Just Cause to be in my menu and my map and, like, selecting which area I want to send a unit to. Like, I'm playing Mm -hmm. For Honor in between a match or something. I wanted to go and blow up a bunch of stuff (laughs) that's red with an endless arsenal of, like, crazy gadgets and weapons and I am upset that it it wasn't an enhanced Just Cause 3 in the gameplay department. It feels like it's boring. Is it one of those Saints Row 3 that people remember like, oh yeah, that game was so fun, and 4 comes out, where it's like the same type of structure, but it's too different to the point where it's not what they thought it would be? Like, oh, this is going to be a better Saints Row 3, but it's completely different, but at a very well, it, like, In a bad way. Point, because I haven't played Saints Row 3, but I've played Saints Row 4. And Saints Row 4 is an inf- it's basically like infamous. It's a superhero game. It, that That's like taking something and making it so different but fun. And Just Cause 4 seems like it took something good and has it in there as something you can do with caveats. But not the goal of the game. The goal in Just Cause 3 was to go and destroy these bases. At least for me, it was. I I barely did any of the story missions, but I had a ton of fun with it. And in this, it just felt something fell off about it. And yeah, I mean, it sounds like it is a pretty big disappointment to the point where I mean, you had to uninstall it. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad it it, it was 60 gigs. I'm glad the PS5 installed it in like 45 minutes, so it didn't take all day. But yeah, just cause four, not for me. Mm. What is for me 
is Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered that I got on the Black Friday sale. Uh, I'll make this quick. <laughs> okay. So, Criterion, I really like them. Uh, they did Burnout Paradise and Most Wanted 2012, two games that I like. Um, but I... Th- this game is, from what I can tell, a precursor to Rivals, which is my favorite Need for Speed game of all time in the event types and everything. But this game, I was pleasantly surprised to see that there's an open world and you can drive around the open world. There's nothing to do, so I don't know why you would. It's just if you want to relax and drive around. But the event progression for the racer side and the cop side are menu-based. So you just pick an area, you choose the event you want to do, you do the event, you choose a car, and you're done. Coming off of things like Payback, I really like this. I, I wish they would do another need for speed in this style where it's not open world you don't have to go search for upgradable parts or go to garages or you know collect things on the map sometimes i just want to play a racing game and do a race so i'm very appreciative of hot pursuit a game i was gonna buy back when it came out but for some reason didn't so i'm glad i'm I'm getting to experience it now running at 60 um the res i mean the the remaster is fine it the graphics are a little muddy in places i think maybe the textures look it, it very much looks like a game from 2010 with the way the rocks look and the mountains and everything and i have issues with the nighttime levels with visibility and sometimes the visibility of the police roadblocks is is hard it's but it, like harder than rivals was but all in all to think we've gone from 2010 to 2020 having a game like this to having something like The Crew where you've got to micromanage a hundred different things and a hundred different vehicles to go to a hundred different events. It's like it's nice to just have the cars they want, they, they select for these events. You choose one of those, you do the event, you play the game. It's very hard. You've got to play pretty decently to win anything. But this feels... This whole selecting the event thing feels like what I want from a modern racer at some point. Like a modern, brand new game like this. I, I've said this before. At least in my personal opinion. If you take the open world, customizing your vehicle, and all that from Need for Speed Heat, and you take the story from like Need for Speed Most Won in 2005... Or, like, The Run, or, like, Carbon. Like, those really, like, story-driven games. Mm -hmm. You have yourself probably one of the best Need for Speed games out there. But, I will agree, there also should be another Need for Speed game that's just plain and simple, like, Hot Pursuit and Rivals, where it's just, like, every card can be used for anything you don't need. Because I know the one thing you don't like about Heat is that you need a drift car, and you need a racer car, and you need, like, an off-road... I don't like the off-roading in Heat, honestly. It was something I didn't like that much, but... Uh, but I know you don't like certain cars have to be built for certain things. Uh, I like that part of it, that certain cars have certain abilities that only be used in certain races, which I do like, but it's different tastes, different opinions, but in order to satisfy, satisfy both sides, you just have to make two different games with two different objectives. But like this, you can have those events where you click the event and then you have a selection of drift cars to do the drift with. You know what I'm saying? Since yeah. it's menu-based... You would click on a drift event. It would only let you use certain cars. That's kind of how this one works. What I am glad this one doesn't have, though, is drift events. Because drift events, to me, were always just like, how can I 
do the least on these drifting levels to get the most points. So you would kind of cheese it by like, or at least I did, by doing like little half drifts and getting as many points and like spinning the car out. It's like, I, I this game doesn't have a dr drift event. It doesn't have off-road events. It's all just racing. The tracks are really good. Um, the car selection is pretty good. Um, the only thing I, and this is gonna come off bad, I don't like the hot pursuits themselves, the main <laughs> thing, <laughs> because your cars feel like they have such little health for like 12 to 15 mile races where everything is coming at you all at once, but you've got some weapons to defend yourself, but the hot pursuits are probably my least favorite part. I like the previews, the races, the um, time trials, those are all pretty cool, but this just feels more like a pure racing game versus it doesn't have a story it's just this is something i wish some games could go back to a simpler time i'm actually shocked this wasn't enhanced with like microtransactions or something i i appreciate that well you know every need for speed has their fans you like the 2012 most wanted yeah, and I, I like rivals i hate too. that one yeah i know <laughs> I, I, I don't think, like 2012 most wanted i think 2015 was all right but after that i think it really like 2015 was getting to the point for me and then with payback it, it went like you say heat is better we've talked about heat i'll probably try it at some point but payback man <laughs> he is better in every way except for the drifting i like the drifting in 2015 that one's much better there oh the drifting in this one is pretty good especially because there's not drifting events like, mm -hmm. I do the cleanest drifts in, in Hot Pursuit. It's just, I love Rivals, and this is, like, the prequel almost to Rivals. The only thing Rivals did any differently was, yeah, it added an open world. And it was a small open world, but that was okay because the game was fun. So there's my piece on that. I've also been playing Spider-Man Remastered. And aside from the big scare I had from it turning off my PS5 and it me having I, I got really scared about that i want i would like to talk about the game still being one of the best games ever made might actually still like as we're speaking the best game on the ps5 but <laughs> we're only a month into this but that game man i forgot like the emotional punch of like the transformation of Otto octavius into dr octopus throughout that game you just like it it's just such a good story I think personally, I'm still shocked that that's the same voice actor that does Rigby from regular show. I know. <laughs> I didn't hear it until they pointed it out. I'm like, okay, now I hear it. Yeah, and of course, yeah, Yuri Lowenthal is Spider-Man, even though they changed the face. It's still the same voice. <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with the face, but to, I'm now that I really think looking back at it, the whole transition from from being Doctor Octavius to Doc Ock, it is crazy because you're just like, oh, this, you know. This is, yeah, it's Octavius, but he seems nice to the point then where, I mean, this is major spoilers. I'm pretty sure we should have said this in the, like before we started talking about this, but he does turn into Dr. Octopus at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. And to see him going from a, a nice uh, scientist, you know, just trying to do good in the world too, where his ego and his pride gets the better of him and then he does things that shouldn't have been done, like the whole, you know, having four large like metal tentacles and stuff like that it's like uh it's kind of doing a little too much there doc yeah and you know the remastered version aside from story same story same gameplay has those graphical enhancements 60 frames i'm really just enjoying i didn't transfer my save over so i could mm -hmm. re-earn the platinum 
and I just it's there's something about that game that I could just be on that game for hours and hours and just be swinging around like I'm I'm not halfway through the story yet I just got to the part where Martin Lee takes you into the negative world for the first time I'm scared to play because my PS5 got turned off by that part but I've already collected like all the backpacks did all the demon bases all the fisk bases all the um pigeons all the little terminals for Harry Osborne it's so much fun man photo mode is great now they've got new suits the Andrew Garfield suit which I like the texture of in the game it looks very next gen in 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 person yeah i mean like i said before we'll have an episode on this in the future yeah i just want to mention that it's great and the remaster definitely worth it aside from a a few scares here or there (laughs) with the ps5 i mean that's like i mean that's the thing we've always like tried to say like yeah we have these ps5s but we take the mission and the burden of these things can be broken or these things that have problems that we have to deal with so when the next revision happens they're not there so it's like even if it's scary to play that game it's like well you know i have to take that mission where it's like we'll see if it crashes if not it's like hopefully a patch can fix it yeah i doubt it'll crash again like mine's crashed probably three times because external drive because i remember i did it twice uh before i knew about it and then a couple days ago, I was like, okay, let me, like, test it. Maybe because it's been, like, two updates. Maybe they fixed it. But, no, it, it crashed again. So, I was like, okay, I'm not trying that again. It, it's just one of those things where it, we just, you know, we have to do it. Because, like I said, I'm telling you, I know how you feel. That's, like, a, a heart-dropping moment because you're just yeah. like, dang it, you know, what if it gets break and then I have to. Because I don't mind sending it back, but it's just to the point where it's going to take a long time to get it back if we send it back. That's the problem. I have it right now. It'll be a while before you can get it fixed. We we don't want ours or anyone's PS5s to get No. <laughs> a game that we've both been playing uh, that came with the Plus uh, monthly collection was uh, Worms. Yeah, Worms Rumble. I've never played a Worms game. I think I have, like, Battlegrounds, but I still haven't tried it. But uh, Worms Rumble is a player versus player, and it's not even FP. It's, it's a side-scroller 2D player versus player shooter game that you kind of just fight against other worms it's a lot of fun <laughs> it's a lot of fun but it's just like how it's like call of duty where it's fun for a bit yeah and you can only play like a couple of matches then you're just like okay i'm done i mean i think i've put like two hours into it like one on launch day and then we played for about an hour and you know it's not something i'm gonna plat or anything because i don't have the capacity in me for that game to reach level 50 and level 10 with all guns but I mean, for a freebie, that was that's pretty fun. Like, customization aside, which is also cool, I find the gameplay to be kind of cool. It's weird because I'm so used to FPSs, but it, this is a shooter, but it's a side-scroller, like, 2D shooter, where it's, like, it's one camera, and it's your character is just on the map, and you just kind of have to move around and just kind of fight other worms. Mm-hmm. And... It's weird because the upgrades are, are pretty insane because there's like a, a plunger. There's a toilet plunger like grappling hook ability. Yeah. The sheep And gun. then there's like a, a laser turret and I don't know how to find it. Yeah, I haven't found one either. Because it, it's pretty OP because it literally just demolishes anything near it. I like the assault rifle. 
that's the one i end up doing the best the regular assault rifle i also good with the regular pistol but like it's they're the weapons seem balanced i don't think there's like explosive splash damage because i'm pretty sure i used like a rocket launcher and i was like right in front of the person and then i just didn't take any damage yeah i think the shots have to be direct hits because sometimes i throw grenades pretty close and it doesn't seem like it does anything yeah except for that one holy grenade that's like i think there's splash damage with that (laughs) oh yeah i didn't know what that was and i threw it and it just made a whole like sound and i'm just like what's going on and it just made a big explosion i'm just like what was that i also don't like the battle royale mode but is that a surprise i don't think it's a surprise no <laughs> the the regular death match is pretty fun though you know this is this is the type of game you can pick up for a couple minutes and do decently well like i'm fine at it the first kill i got in the game was a five kill streak so it's like i'm good at it i guess <laughs> i won a match a death match <laughs> yeah you did win a game. I have yet. I've been to like top twenty, maybe top ten, but never in like. Oh, not top ten. I've been like top thirteen, maybe, but not yeah. like top ten. So that was fun. That's one of those trophies that are hard. The other one being the um, beat the battle royale, get first place in the battle royale mode, which I have no interest in doing. So, oh, man. I, again, like something like this for free, where you can enjoy it for a couple of hours amidst all the other games you're playing, is really cool, and I'm glad that we got another PS5 game, because I was worried Bug Snacks would be like a two-month deal. I'm not sure if it is, because it's still showing up in PS Plus, the the little menu they have, but, you know, I beat Bug Snacks. <laughs> I platted I still need to plat that one. Yeah, it's an easy plat. If you've, I, it's like 15 hours, you've probably got 12 just beating it. Um, yeah. But yeah. Worms Rumble, I think that's pretty cool. Don't know how much I'll play it in the future, but I like it. It was is nice little freebie, and the costumes are cool, especially the PS Plus hoodie. Anyway, um, <laughs> this morning I tried Man Eater, uh, the PS Five version. Uh, really good loading times, actually. In comparison, I'm only about like 15 minutes into it, maybe 20. Um, so I will be talking about that in the future because that's a funny game. And we're going to see if the trophies got fixed in the PS5 version. <laughs> because I never got my Platinum even though I earned it in the PS4 version. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. So that about it for this week, then? I think that should wrap up the whole week right there. Alright, so, as always, we'd like to thank you guys for listening to us. Remember, you can check us out on our Podbean site, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Markers on the Map. Um, we will be back next week for more December fun. Maybe there'll be a little more news next week. But uh, if there's not news, we'll find some games to talk about. And in the future here, we'll be talking about more games that we've played in the past, more games we're currently playing, so stick with us. It's always a fun time. And hey, it's like we always say, at the end of the day, the real Yu-Gi-Oh!, the Duelist of the Roses, was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later.